This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to the Get Started Investing Summer Series, brought to you by Superhero. Over six episodes, we're going to be hearing from members of both the Equity Mates and Superhero community and covering some of the biggest questions for anyone starting their investing journey. And to do it, as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this summer series on both uh, Equity Mates and Get Started Investing. We're hosting a summer series over on the You're In Good Company podcast. Maddie and Sophie are hosting a summer series. So if you've got some time off over Christmas and New Year's and you're wondering what you should do, well, the podcast content train keeps rolling. Keeps on rolling. And it's some of our best. It, it is honestly, honestly, everything has been building up to this summer series. <laughs> um, the Everything has just been a warm up. But for, for me, what I'm particularly excited about on Get Started Investing, it's the first time we've done a summer series on this podcast. Yep. But it's also an opportunity for us to speak to uh, members of the Equity Mates community on uh, Equity Mates uh, investing podcast. It's just a self serving exercise, and you and I are talking about <laughs> stocks. Uh, That's it. But in this, uh, we get to we've spoken to what twenty odd members of the Equity Mates community and had a chat about different aspects of their investing journey. And for me, that's really exciting. That's it, Ren. So look, uh, we're going to be hearing stories and experiences from investors to help us all along uh, our journey. You know, you might feel like you're alone at times, but you'd be surprised at how many similar experiences we share when we are getting started. And I think the, the theme for me after speaking to all of these people and these amazing community members through all of these episodes, Ren, is that everyone is facing the same barriers and so it's good to have this conversation and, and work through it all together. So in this episode, we're going to hear from Lee, Alicia and Rachel, members of the Get Started Investing community about their investing goals and their style. That's the big question for today. What is your investing goal and what is your style? Um, there's no right or wrong answer here, but sometimes you know it's good just to get some inspiration uh, as we form our own investing views. A reminder that the summer series is brought to you by Superhero, who allow you to buy Aussie and US shares and ETFs with no monthly account fees. And you can now earn Qantas points with Superhero. So visit superhero.com.au slash Qantas to learn more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions and fees and charges apply. So Ren, uh, the question that we're asking everyone is, do you have an investing goal or style? So how do you approach this? I didn't really have a goal when I got started. Nothing more specific than I wanted to make money. For me, I think that's okay. Like, 
I now have a more specific goal um, and I, I think not having one when you get started isn't the end of the world but it, it's important to think about what the goal is and the reason is and this is something I've only learned again through doing this podcast is there's heaps of ways to make money in the share market. When I started I thought there was just one and there was a whole bunch of people giving me different answers and it was my job to figure out what was the right answer. But what I've learned is that there are a lot of right answers and there are a lot of different styles where you can make money as an investor. But it's important that you find one style and stick to it because chopping and changing or not really doing – yeah, if it's, a bit, if it's a bit all over the place, your returns will be a bit all over the place as well. And so for me, goal and style comes together because having a clear goal then influences what's the right way for you, what's the right style for you. And for me, it's about building long-term flexibility into my life, I guess, not being tied to a nine-to-five, not being tied to a paycheck, being able to quit my safe and secure job at a big corporate and do a low-probability media business. (laughs) Um, And so then my investing style reflects that goal. Yeah, nice. What about you? Yeah, very similar. I um I didn't start with a goal. Well, you started when you were like five years old, so it would have been very <laughs> impressive if you had a goal then. <laughs> I thought I had a style, which was the classic value, you know, yeah, value, yeah. buy low, cheap companies, but I didn't do anything to actually um, execute that. Like I wasn't sitting down doing DCF cash. Yeah, well, you made a joke in an interview we did on Equity Mates recently that you did four minutes research before buying Less stock. Less than four. <laughs> the, the, the expert we were speaking to didn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get the joke. That's because he spends 4,000. 4,000 hours. 4,000 hours. I think it went over. I think he just, yeah, went straight over his head. But anyway, I, I think you're right. I think for me, the main thing here, and as as we'll hear from um, our guests, it's that don't feel like you have to start with a style. It's about finding your style as mm. you go, understanding who you are as an investor, and then matching your personality type to a style of investing that means you're going to be able to, as you said, stick to a strategy. If you're trying to take, if you hate risk, you hate taking big bets and you hate being in the market day to day, but you choose day trading as an investing style, that just doesn't match. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So you got to think about who you are as a person and try and find an investing style that relates to that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like what life you want to lead as well. Like if you're mm. incredibly busy in your job and, you know, you're working on weekends and you, you're just like under the pump constantly, don't pick a style that is requires a lot of attention because there are ways to make money and be an investor that require very little attention yeah or zero attention in some cases yeah just dollar cost average into an index fund yeah i'm with you i think um it's not about having the right answer from day one and if anything i would say most people don't have the right answer from day one because you don't know what it's like until you're actually doing it um but it's about thinking about it because it's important to think about absolutely well, uh, feels like a great opportunity to now uh, jump across and have a listen to what the key investing goals and styles for some of our community members are. Um, so let's get stuck in. So Lee is joining us as a community member who started investing at a very young age, trading M&Ms at school. He now invests for a living and is going to share his investing style and goals with us, as well as some of his not-so-sexy stocks 
that are delivering sexy returns. Very keen for that. And uh, we're excited to have Lee join us on Get Started Investing. Lee, welcome. Uh, Thanks, guys. Wonderful to be here. So uh, as we know, this episode is about investing goals and investing styles. So let's start with your investing goals, Lee. What, What have you set out to try and achieve when it comes to your investing journey? The overall destination I'm trying to reach is just total independence and security. So uh, the way I think about it long term is I just want to have the freedom to do whatever I want, when I want, uh, with whoever I wish to do it with. But by achieving that, I don't really want to take any wild risks or overreach and that helps the security side of things. I love that goal. I think it's a goal that we all uh, aspire to achieve, that that absolute financial freedom. In terms of the style that you choose to invest to get there, you know, there's plenty of ways to make money in the stock market. What style works for you? And I guess well, how, how did you styles. come to the conclusion <laughs> sure of your investing style? I've had that experience where, you know, you <laughs> think you're stumbling upon the quick way to riches and that's the, not the way to do it. you really want to be very honest about what kind of game you're equipped to play. I think I had that kind of self-assessment, you know, not too long ago after trying many different things. And what works for me is, you know, something very systematic. So looking at businesses that I understand and following a checklist to identify what they're worth, uh, I'm, I'm not really well equipped to, you know, find the next, you know, 10-bagger growth company where, you know, there's probably higher risk but higher rewards. Uh, I'm quite satisfied with identifying, you know, quality businesses that are undervalued at the time and will re-rate over time as the management do their job and, and the earnings continue growing. We said in the intro that there were some not so sexy stocks that are delivering some sexy returns. So in that (laughs) process that you've gone through and a bit of self-reflection and finding the style, what sort of stocks are you you landing on or that that are piquing your interest at the moment? Uh, Some of them internationally insurance stocks. So businesses like Markel in the US is not something that maybe many people are aware of, but something that just has you know, decades of growth experience. It could be likened to something like Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway where, you know, they take the the profits and the money from insurance premiums and then invest it really well to grow the company. It's been undervalued and it's just growing and growing and doesn't get a lot of attention. So I'm quite happy to just keep watching it do its thing. Perhaps more locally, there's businesses that people may see every day that do a really good job and aren't very exciting, like Beacon Lighting has returned quite well for me over the last six months. I love Uh, lamps, so I should probably (laughs) check that one out. (laughs) I love lamp. I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I really love lamps now. Thank you very much, Beacon Lighting. (laughs) But uh, evidently so do lots of other people because, uh, you know, the returns are great. You mentioned there that you've tried a lot of different investing styles and uh, you, you've probably got more experience in, in the markets than perhaps uh, a lot of the uh, beginner investors. What sort of advice would you give to someone who doesn't feel like they know what their investing style is yet? Yeah, I'm fortunate that I think over time I've built my financial literacy, but there was no way I was anywhere close to where I'm at now 
you know, five years ago and 10 years ago, et cetera. So, and that's totally fine. You don't need to have that kind of literacy to do really well or avoid catastrophe. Like take advantage of super, keep adding to the pot, you know, keep your portfolio expenses down and buy uh, ETFs. Like you're going to do really well if you just keep doing that over the long run. But then just be really honest if you want to start finding individual companies to invest in where your strengths and weaknesses lie. So I don't really understand what a lot of tech companies do and where their growth is going to come from. Like perhaps on a surface level, sure, but I can't see the future like that. And I've tried and, you know, it's cost me some losses. Sure. Like we've all made mistakes like that, but that's a great way to sort of then go, okay, I'm going to eliminate that strategy because it's not working for me. You know, if you're not sleeping well at night because you're worried about (laughs) the growth story of some business you're invested in, chances are you shouldn't invest like that. Lee, we thank you for your time and uh, we will now hear from our next community member. Alicia is a member of the Equitymates community and we've previously had her on the Get Started Investing podcast. So we highly recommend going back and listening to that episode. It was a lot of fun. But Alicia has built a substantial following of her own through reality TV and hosting the 10 Speaks Cocktails and Roses with Osha podcast and In the House in the Senate podcast as well. But exciting news after finding love on The Bachelor in Paradise, Alicia and Glenn are now engaged and uh, a huge congratulations and a welcome to Get Started Investing is in order. Alicia, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much, boys. I'm so excited to be back. So today we're going to be discussing uh, investing goals and investing styles. So let's start with, do you have an investing goal? Yeah, I I absolutely do. And there's sort of like two strands to this. Like so many people, and we did speak about this before in uh, in my first appearance on Get Started Investing, like a lot of people, my partner and I are madly saving for a house deposit. Uh, We're very lucky. I used to live in Sydney and now I'm in Perth. And just that location shift, I feel like has made housing so much mm. more attainable, yeah. which is awful, but but it does feel much more attainable in Perth at the moment. So we are just madly, madly pumping money into a savings account to try and reach some sort of critical mass that will allow us to go out and start doing all that fun stuff like home opens and really starting to knuckle down on learning (laughs) about property. But I am also, I make a very conscious effort like any good member of the equity mates community. We have a satellite and a core approach. Uh, I'm just trying to build that because I, I follow lots of different blogs. I'm in the equity mates community, do lots of reading on Reddit. I have particularly recently, I've seen people who speak really openly about the amount of money they've got in particular investments. And I saw this one there was this one example that I stumbled across and the guy was basically, it was dividend day. And he was, he basically was really open about the fact that he had like 200 K in um, sort of like a, a 200 ETF. And it was providing him like $2,000 passive income 
each quarter. And I was like, wow, okay, this just really speaks to the fact that it's time in the market and you've just got to keep <laughs> keep mm. pushing along because that's what I want my future to look like. How does a wedding impact all of that? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I was going to say, like during the intro, I was looking down at my ring and I'm like, do diamonds appreciate in value? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, we talk about having a diversified portfolio. So I'm just going to think, I'm like, I'm going to sell it to Glenn in that way. Like, babe, you're just, you're getting started investing. <laughs> uh, I've, actually, yeah, the, 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 I've actually just Googled the wedding it. Is Definitely. Oh yeah. Tell me. They don't, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a whole other type of investment. Yeah. An investment in love That's it. and That's your relationship <laughs> and a happy wife, happy, happy life. <laughs> yeah, so we've got the we've got the wedding to look after as well. But I, I like to think that like we're just adjusting our strategies and you know how we split our money each fortnight slightly. And mm. hopefully you hope in this situation we're giving ourselves like quite a long runway until we have to start booking stuff in. Mm. And I'm hoping that, you know just through careful consideration and segmentation, we will slowly but surely get to a point where it's not this like burdensome thing where it's like, oh, we have to choose having a wedding over this. You know, you've got all these goals, home ownership, having that big dividend day, um, having the wedding that you want. What style of investing and and what strategy do you put in place when you're trying to balance all of these competing goals and um, I guess still grow your wealth? Okay, so before we go into strategy, I just want to throw something to you boys that I don't think you were expecting this morning. Um, And that is that I am... I love fire. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> that is totally fine. I've listened to your episode with Aussie Firebug where there was a lot of jostling around. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like what I took from it is that you have both taken a more positive journey towards, like I think that more and more in the personal finance space and in investing, I, I understand that there was this sort of like tension between people who are interested in investing and people thinking that people who are interested in fire are like crazy lunatics who, you know, as you spoke about in the podcast, live off beans and rice. And just, you know, noting that we're on Get Started Investing, um, for anyone that doesn't, has isn't familiar with FIRE, uh, it stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. So it's basically like building up a critical mass, like I mentioned earlier, so you can sort of live off your dividends, live off, you have streams of passive income. You're trying to basically like get yourself to a point with investing that potentially it brings your retirement age down closer a little bit from like, to be honest, and this goes to, you know, why why I sort of like the philosophy is I see my mum who's in her 60s and she's basically like for a lot of our life has lived paycheck to paycheck. I get really worried about particularly older women who are basically waiting for their pension because they don't have strong superannuation, um, because they haven't had this education around investing that sort of led me to be interested in fire. I would call what my partner Glenn and I are doing as late, very lazy fire. (laughs) Meaning I don't track anything. And this goes to like, to get into more of the practical side of, you know, investing style and what we're doing at the moment. I'd say that we take sort of like a general bucketing approach, but we don't get down to the sort of like line item level that 
is probably the next step. Like when our paychecks come in, a particular amount goes into the joint account and then a particular amount goes into home deposit and an account. I've labeled it big happiness, which is like 500 bucks goes in there a fortnight and that goes towards holidays or furniture or like whatever bigger item, probably, probably a bit towards the wedding now. At the moment, we're not doing any, probably our investing is quite, in terms of like the stock market and shares, our investing is quite separate at the moment. We work together on that home deposit and uh, I've got my traditional nine to five, but then I also do influencing on the side, which gives me another nice jingle in my pocket. And so basically anything that I make on Instagram that lands into my account, I split off 50% 50% for tax because I'm scared. <laughs> and the other half goes into um, into self-wealth and I buy shares with that. That's basically where we're at at the moment. I say lazy fire because, yeah, we're not... My next step is to... Uh, you guys also did a recent episode where you saw, you were talking about tracking your shares and we were talking about like share site versus a spreadsheet and that's where I've got to go. I need to set up a spreadsheet and I'm intrigued to ask you guys because I didn't really ascertain it from the episode. Like obviously you can be like, I bought 20 units of VAS for this amount on this day. Do you then have another level where you're looking at what is making up that ETF? No. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) Because yeah. that was stressing me out. You mean what actually, what companies go into the ETF? Yes. Yeah, yes. no. I mean, at a very high level, you know, Ren and I will review our portfolio quarterly to have a, a think about and a look at like what exposure we're getting and, you know, countries and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of breaking down every component, every company that goes into those ETFs, um, that's not- No, no. Uh, no. Too, yeah. 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 And I think- Stressful. I think yeah, the, that kind of defeats the point of- the ETF, like the the most big index ETFs, you're not making the bet on these individual companies doing well. You're making the bet on like the American A stock, segment. Yeah, like yeah. the American yeah. stock market or the Australian stock market continuing to get more productive. And you know that some of the companies in that ETF are going to do poorly. Like you go in with your eyes wide open that not all 200 companies in the ASX 200 are going to do well. It's just that Overall, yeah. they'll do well. So, yeah, don't feel like you need to go deep on every company in an, in an ETF. And I think to take it back to investing style, I almost think like I do acknowledge that I do need to at least get to the spreadsheet level where I'm like, and I've known this for some time. I've been investing for just over a year now and I've done really well, but that's the one step that I've missed. And I think I'm seeing it as kind of like not burdensome, but it's a big piece of life I'm meant to do to go back into my self-wealth and, you know, document when I bought stuff and how much. Um, And to take it back to investing style and speaking to, you know, not going too overly deep and like stressing yourself out. I think that everything needs to match in your sort of investing style. Like I like to think, I used the word lazy uh, fire earlier, (laughs) which I just freaking made up. But I I like to think that we talk about we're investing for the long term. So I want, I also like, I don't think it's a bad thing that most of my behavior matches that, that like I'm just putting, I'm, I'm building up enough money until I can buy a bundle of, let's say like of a particular ETF mm. that is rel- relatively 
I'm not going to say low risk, but like it's I'm investing for the long term. I think maybe it's okay that I'm just like bundling that money in there. And as long as I'm doing some due diligence, it's just going to sit there and that's okay. Yeah, perfectly (laughs) fine. There is nothing wrong with that. Well, Alicia, there's no doubt that you say you are lazy fire, but it sounds like you have certainly thought through all of this and, and have it together. So we thank you for your time. Before we uh, hear from our next guest, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be right back into it. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So Rachel is a 24-year-old from Sydney who has been investing for a couple of years and we're going to be chatting about uh, her investing goal or style. So firstly, Rachel, welcome to Get Started Investing. Hi, thanks for having me. So as we know, this episode is all about uh, investing goals and styles. So let's start with the goal side of things. Um, you've been investing for a couple of years. What was the motivation? What you know? What Are you trying to achieve a particular uh, goal or is this for something later in life? Yeah, so I think, you know, my goal, as I'm sure a lot of young investors' goal is, is for long-term growth. I want to retire very comfortably and I can't necessarily do that with an advertising salary. So I do like to bolster that with a little bit of um, opportunistic investing. So yeah, I think majority of the assets that I hold, I intend to hold for at least another 30 years and those that I don't intend to hold for 30 years, they're very, you know, opportunistic um, investments where we're likely to see a ceiling of growth over the next five years. So I'll be probably cashing them out around then and having some fun with that. Nice. And what was the like tipping point to get you started investing a couple of years ago? Probably the same as a lot of other investors. It was my dad. He prompted me to put that hard-earned money to work essentially. And he suggested that I start with some very basic, very low risk investments, which I think is the best way to go for a lot of new starters, particularly um, younger investors who might think that investing is a little bit tricky or difficult or risky. It's absolutely not, especially if you have guidance of someone who is much more experienced than you are, or also an advisor, which I luckily, very gratefully have access to. Well, let's talk about that. So, uh, you're investing for the long term. You want to re- retire comfortably. Sounds like you've got a sort of mix of assets that are going to be able to cash out in, in the next five years and some in the next 30 to 40 years. So what's the process or the style of investing and, and how does that work in with your financial advisor? The way that I invest is quite opportunistic. So I'm a creative strategist for my job. So I do a lot of cultural analysis and trend forecasting. So I kind of apply those learnings to my investing as well. So what I do usually, um, luckily I have access to an advisor. So what I do is I bring ideas to my advisor for him to kind of double check the numbers on and, and check whether these are viable options for me. But also what I do, which I think is really important and really kind of makes you feel more passionate about the types of investments that you do have is I invest 85% with my head and 15% with my heart. 
So 85% of my investments are based on research and trends and, you know, solid growth opportunities. And then the other 15% are based on passion or things that I'm really interested and passionate about. So whether it's fitness or travel or dating, then I kind of invest a small portion of my funds into those potentially lower growth opportunities. Yeah, nice. I like the idea of certainly investing in things that are interesting and exciting to you because that's going to keep you interested in investing in general. Are you, I, I like the idea of using your work and, um, you know, identifying cultural trends and, and thematics as a way of then uh, moving that across to the investing world. Do you have like an example that you could share? Yeah, for sure. So um, one of my key uh, holdings is Appen, which is an AI company. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, um, they're not doing too well because no. they're, based in, <laughs> they're based in the US and they're, they're not doing too well, but they do have really huge clients, which will be, you know, needing AI and be, you know, continuing their partnership with Appen in probably the next 10 years. So I would say that as a, an opportunistic and trend forecasting type of buy. Um, another example would be Asana. So Asana is a, a workplace software company. I invested in Asana at IPO, which was, I think, last March. Um, and that was just as lockdown was about to happen, or maybe it was during lockdown, but you can imagine that a lot of people will be needing, you know, um, remote work software, cloud technology, so that they can basically keep working, even though we're separated and apart during lockdown. Mm. So that has gone absolutely gangbusters. I've seen almost 350% increase on that stock, which has been awesome. Wow. So yeah, I think that that's kind of a really good example of if you see a trend happening and you take advantage of it, then you can see some serious growth in your investments, which is awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Well done. Well, Ren, it's always great hearing stories uh, from our community. As we said, no one's in it alone. There is no right or wrong, but sometimes we do just need some inspiration to help us on our way. So We've got five more episodes coming up where we are hearing from our community members. We're asking things around biggest investing mistakes. We're going to be talking about things that they wish you knew when you started. There's plenty more um, stories to be had. So a reminder that you can win $1,000 in a superhero wallet if you go across and listen to the Equity Mates Investing Podcast. So um, listen to those episodes to go into the chance to win a $1,000 superhero wallet. Yeah. Get yeah. your investing journey started. And if you want more uh, of the basics uh, for your summer, if you're really, if you've decided 2021, 2022 is the summer of investing, forget the summer of love, forget <laughs> hot boy summer. It's the summer of investing this year. Uh, Maddie and Sophie over on You're In Good Company are also distilling uh, some of the biggest and most important lessons that they've learned uh, after doing You're In Good Company for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's also a great one to really hit the ground running as a investor in 2022. That's it. Summer Series is brought to you by Superhero who allow you to buy Aussie and US shares and ETFs with no monthly account fees. And you can now earn Qantas points with Superhero. So head on over to superhero.com.au slash Qantas to learn more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions and fees and charges apply. Stick with us next week. The question is, what is your biggest investing mistake? So, Ren, we'll pick it up then. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. 
Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.